welcome everybody uh, to the Fight Podcast. Uh, this is episode number one. Uh, my name is Sergio Vicente, and I am your host. Um, I am, and I have been, an MMA fan. Not just MMA fan. I've been a combat sports fan as long as I can remember. Uh, I grew up um, with martial arts uh, from a little kid. Honestly, that was my first sport that I played uh, up into college, where I picked up boxing. Up into you know when I got you know out of college, where I picked up kickboxing, jujitsu, other things. To the point where I even started competing in the sport, um, and I was even blessed to travel around and. Um, train with some of the uh, best fighters in the world and get an opportunity to meet um, some really, really great people. Um, but uh, the entire time that I've been around this uh, this awesome sport and this awesome combat sports scene, um, I, I've noticed a couple of things. And one of the big things is that um, there aren't, there's not as much representation, at least in voices, with uh, black and brown people. And that's, it's not a bad thing. The bad thing, the only problem really is that I just want to hear somebody like me talking about, you know, other sports that I love so that more and more of us can be involved and actually know about uh, this, these awesome sports and be involved and actually get it back to like it was with boxing, you know, in the golden era and in the 80s up to even when Mike Tyson um, in the 90s. Um, to get that kind of energy back um, is something that uh, I crave and I love and I want to be able to show my passion for this sport um, with, you know, friends of mine and people who are involved in the sport. Uh, so with that being said, this is the Fight Podcast. I am Sergio Vicente and um, with me today, which I'm really, really happy to have with me today, uh, are uh, two buddies of mine. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. I am Bryson Brownlee. Uh known Sergio since high school. Grew up playing football together. That's where we met. Uh, that's kind of where I got my competitive drive. That is why what kind of led me into being a big fan of MMA fighting. I've always kind of thought differently, been on a different plane than everybody else. Um, and one day I saw a black guy, honestly, out in Japan being different, <laughs> doing different things. He came out in Apollo Creed shorts, had a chain on had different music, uh, was brash, outspoken, things that you weren't supposed to do. And he slammed a guy named Ricardo Arona, knocked him out. That's the first fight you and, saw? Well, that's the one that really yeah. got me to yeah. say, all right, what is this? Yeah. He can do that in a place where he's just, he's so different and everybody loved him. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, this is something different that got me into the sport. Um, ever since then, yeah, I've gotten... My bad, real quick. That's Rampage Jackson, yeah. for those of us yeah. who didn't know. Exactly. Rampage is a, a monster, and I'm sure we'll talk about him at some point yeah, in time. That, he's my later. favorite fighter. He's, yeah. he's who got me really watching him from there was Shogun and right. Vanderlei, the two dudes that put a beating on him. But because of that, I gained yeah, respect babe. for them in a way. And then so on and so on, Dan Henderson, and then all the other black fighters that started to come after Rampage and people that I started looking into this guy here too so that's kind of no, go ahead. Go ahead. no that's kind of where I got started with MMA and ever since I probably have not missed I'm exaggerating a little bit but probably haven't missed a UFC fight or before that before your pride was bought by UFC I watched all the pride fights online yeah. and then every UFC card I watch now. Lifelong so fan. That's what I'm talking about man I appreciate right. you. Um, you actually had a good segue with some uh, 
with uh, you know just all, all the old school athletes and everything like that. And uh, I'm gonna bring over a buddy of mine that actually was one of the first people when I was training that uh, saw me and was like, "Hey, kid, you look like you can actually do this a little bit." And then proceeded to go ahead and use what he ended up knocking out many, many, many people uh, in the UFC and uh, primarily. Former UFC welterweight champ Matt Serra, I'm calling him out, I'm saying it now. Here it is, show, uh, my boy Shoney Carter, man. So, Mr. International himself. What can I say? I mean, <laughs> man, I've been at this stuff 32 years and I'm still competing. People are like, won't you stop? Why call are you me? doing that? Why yes. am I doing that? <laughs> Some of you may want to know a little bit of my pedigree. Wikipedia, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. It's a lot to be said. I've got more belts out there than anybody else. Various organizations, uh, grappling, karate, kickboxing, judo, jujitsu. Yeah, I've done all that. Uh, Look at him talking that talk. Right. Talking that talk. I just do what I do, <laughs> you know. I'm the rolling stone of MMA. What can I say? I just keep on rolling. Well, that's what's up. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here. Um, always appreciate it. So, uh, with that being said, again, we already kind of... Um, each time we're doing these shows, we're gonna do a couple different things. We're always gonna go ahead and uh, do a little brief overview of um, the past events and stuff. And, uh, and from when this was recorded, uh, the last kind of big event that's uh, come through was a uh, UFC 221. Did you guys ever check that out? That was uh, when Yoel Romero, yeah, yeah, Yoel and Rockhold, and Yoel knocked Rockhold's face clean off. I don't know yeah. if you saw. He didn't make weight though, damn it. But it's on yeah. short notice. So well, guess it what? Guess yeah. what? Ain't no weight division in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> this is this. Let me Ain't ask no you. Let me ask you guys this, man. Yeah. You, so I know we ended up seeing the fights. I know you and I saw the fights together. Um, like, me and yeah. Serge probably watch every fight. <laughs> Yeah, it's scheduled every month. Yeah, what we do. Each fights for the longest, man. Heck yeah. Yeah. So anyway, no, that's all good. Um, what you, what do you guys think of uh, of uh, like we're gonna keep it, especially because it's been some time. What do you think the winners and losers? Obviously, Yoel Romero, um, was a monster, and we could all remember Yoel from there. But uh, who else do you guys think was actually like stands out from that? Well, from that, I think you can go in and say. uh, you can go in and say, beyond that fight, you can say Whitaker is a winner in that one because he, quote unquote, beat Romero. They, it was a fire. Robert round Whitaker, four. definitely. Um, and now he, all he had to do was sit back and watch and wait to see what's going to happen. The fallout. Yeah. What do they have to say about, you know, statistically who's lined up? Right. Well, I mean, they were. They did say that. Um, they did say that Yoel is next, guaranteed. Even though he didn't get the interim belt because uh, he didn't make weight. Damn I mean, man. but at the same time, though, I mean, look, I understand he didn't make weight. It was on short notice. He He's never missed weight before. So with those type of things being said, you know, that's going to be one of the, you know, that's that that's one of the big things, you know. So, I mean, he, I think he's going to be fine. I don't think see it being an issue. It's not awesome like Johnny Hendricks. I miss weight every, you know, time just because I like to eat whatever burgers from Johnny's Steakhouse or whatever he's right, called. Right? Right. Big Rig Rib House or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's your job is to make weight other than fight. Yeah, man. So, again, so again with that being said, I think Yoel, where do you think Yoel goes from here? Do you think he actually takes uh, Whitaker out this time? I think he's going to be in the back of his head that he's uh, that Robert Whitaker beat him already, and it's 
in the current state of affairs of the modern athlete of MMA, no matter what organization, but right now we're speaking upon the Ultimate Fighting Championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, the current cast of members of employees employed by Hollywood. Hey, man. Yes. This is a not that long of a podcast. <laughs> okay. They, <laughs> they, their heads, the, the head game. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of head games. It's a lot of marketing and things like that. In in your right state of mind, do you say, to hell with that? I'm going to go back in and go all in, yeah. or I'm going to play it safe? So you think Yoel's going to play it safe against well, no, him? No, no, I, I ain't nothing safe about him. I, I can't even spell his name safely. But <laughs> what I'm saying is that what's in the back of his mind going into right. a cage against the guy who already beat him? Right, right. So, but here's the thing, though. Yoel comes from such a... He has such a high wrestling pedigree. Right. Wrestlers get beat. You're, you're used to just going back in there and going after it. I don't see... And especially, it's not like he got beat up. Right. You, you, we could easily say if it wasn't for that last round, if he didn't take two rounds off, he easily could have won that fight. A lot of times, not just the athlete versus athlete, but the style and technique in which they've been pedigreed upon can be their chink in armor. Right. Wrestlers, yes, we know the presence of them. I'm a wrestler. But I'm also a traditionally trained martial artist. Right. A lot of wrestlers tend to give up their center line because in the sport of Greco-Roman or freestyle wrestling or collegiate right. wrestling... You tend to not have to worry about someone punching you down in the mouth. Right, right. Subsequently, they tend to stand a lot more square. Right. Where a striker will go keep the center line protected. So right. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. What do you think, bro? Like in terms of Romero? Or yeah, Dallas, right, yeah. Um, I think you almost got to give it to him. With the yeah. state of the middleweight division, Yeah. I, you know, I'm a Rock Hope fan. If it and he, Romero beat him, I think he's the best. Right. Um, who is it going to be? Wyman? No. Um, yeah, be, that clown's talking like he's po- he wants to fight. He's, he deserves right. a title shot. Wyman's the last guy to know what. You you got knocked out three or four fights. Jacare. You hey exactly. You got to fight Jacare. There it is. Him or I mean, there's there's a couple guys that are up and coming too. They right, are, right. They are. Speaking That's a of guys, speaking of guys that are up and coming in that division, did you guys see Style Bender? Israel, Israel Adonijay, or ever how you say, I can't pronounce his name. I'm going to get it I right, though. I, I will yeah. go back to it. Um, but he, he's, he's also 185-er. He's beast. I think he, he... Yes, sir. Is that the one yes, that's sir. He's 185. The dude, he's, he, yeah. Yeah, he's a British cat. Uh, right. He's fought for glory also. Yeah, he fights he's 185. A, he's a bad ass striker. I remember that. Right. Okay. So, let's make sure, like I said... Um, with that, I mean, I think he's really definitely been a winner. He showed out. He fought. The guy who he fought, I don't think people... He's like this Russian dude. Um, in the yeah, MMA ranking, in the world that. rankings. Yeah, in the MMA world rankings, uh, that dude was undefeated and rated number yeah. one in that weight class. And he was wow. trying. He was going after And he was, he was going after him. He was doing it Yeah, all, man. All and, st- and the last style bender put the thumpers on him. Yeah. And he and afterwards, he did exactly what you're chin supposed check, to do. Chin check. I'm here to cash. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And he went out there. He let him know. He said, hey... This is my house, and uh, I think he's really going to be dangerous in that weight class in the future. Like it wasn't just a stoppage; like it almost looked like dude quit. Oh, dude, almost. he broke he, I mean, dude he was down. There, like, he he curled up. He he took his his whole imagination away. <laughs> yeah. He did, man. Yeah. Well, you know what, man? Well, that's a cool. I mean, with you know, style bender, and he, granted, he's a British dude. Yeah. Um. And I think that the UFC, especially with foreign guys, they'll do more to talk about and they'll bring up foreign guys. What do you think 
the state of it, it's the state of black athletes, like black American athletes in the UFC, not just UFC predominantly, just because they're the biggest organization. Um, but what do you feel about their, um, like the state of the black athlete in MMA? Um, me personally, yeah, I think there's some things that need to change in a sense that I don't feel as if I don't think that they're getting the play that they deserve. And it's, I don't think they're getting play that they deserve. And not only do I get, don't think they're getting play that they deserve, they're not getting pushed like the other athletes. Conor McGregor's not doing anything different than we've ever seen. I beat him to that act. Thank you. I beat him to that act. Shoney's been doing that since forever. He, you were walking yeah. around talking about Mr. International. Back with then, Rampage. Rampage was doing it. Walking around. Yeah. These are things that all of us have done. We've seen it before. We Mr. go back T, to back. Thank you. We go to there. We go see Mr. T. You go. You go to boxing. Ali. All the, yeah, dude, Mayweather. Joe Mayweather, Joe Frazier used to wear gold and everything, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. The, this is something that's always been in our in these sports, but MMA for some reason doesn't want to push the black athlete. You, let, let me chime. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I mean, granted, here's the thing: you you fought. Not only have you fought for the UFC, you've mm. dealt with Dana White, yeah, and stuff like that. <laughs> so, I mean, Whoa. what what is that like? Especially when you see guys out there, for instance, like uh, Mighty Mouse and uh, Woodley, that have beef with them right now. All right, this I'm gonna play the devil's advocate, and I'm gonna tell you what the happening is. Okay, let's start off with the what the happening is. Literally, in any venture such as an independent contractor as an athlete, professional athlete, no. we have to sell ourselves, we have to sell the sizzle. A lot of the athletes, I hate to say it, they're too wrapped up on winning the fight to get a belt or just to keep a contract. Now, I understand that premise of getting your hand raised. I get it. But more importantly, just like in a in the gladiator in, in the gladiatorial combat arena back in the day, are you not entertained? But do you think people are still like that even now? I mean, because guys now everybody's looking for this money fight, money fight, money fight, right. money fight. But I mean, there's again, no the, four, there's no four hundred one k in fight. Right, but again, with all that being said, everyone cares about that kind of stuff. But how does the black athlete? Like, how, how are they being, like, why isn't it better for them? The, That's the, the question athlete, that I'm asking. I'm going to say this. The athlete of higher pigmentation, I like to say it like that, whether it's Latin or black or black or Latin, you have to jump through more hoops on fire with barbed wire, and those hoops are high. The bar is high. And essentially, is it fair? No. Because, I mean, most people, when she was an intense brief reign, Ronda Rousey, blonde-haired, blue-eyed. Okay. Conor McGregor, he's Irish, and he was a brash Irishman. The yeah. baddest man in the UFC is is Lil Meech. Who? Demetrius. Oh, yeah. Yeah, come Lil Meech. Mm-hmm. He's really little. But the fact is, is that his style, and not just the fighting style, but his whole persona... Is get in there, get it done, and get out. And they don't want to market it because Hollywood has bought the UFC. And right now, everybody wants butts in the seat to be entertained. So, okay, so so what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, one of the Bryson. things that I kind of 
draw back to is something that Kevin Lee had harped on a little bit, and I, I try not to stick to generalizations in general, yeah. in, in general, because um, they're, they're kind of cringeworthy to me. I don't want to put a name no, on anybody, but he said something to the effect that like black the black demographic has always been kind of tied to or uh, associated with gold chains and brashness and being loud and money and cars and all that stuff stuff that like Mayweather and all those guys used to do Mm -hmm. Um, and it seems like to me at least it seems like the UFC or MMA in general either doesn't know how to push that or just doesn't want to and the example I kind of tie that to is how much drawback anybody gets to like even from a ring entrance perspective in the UFC UFC can't do you can't like I remember one guy wanted to come out with a mask or something like mm-hmm. that or even McGregor right, right. With a mask. you can't have your own personality in mm-hmm. terms of things like that just a, a ring entrance and you think of boxing and how much you do yeah. in belts I mean other other organizations they want the cookie like, cutter approach they don't yeah. want the yeah it's like they don't I want get you that to... from a, like a corporate perspective right. and trying to get things out which is why they had the Reebok thing but well, as it, a bit, it doesn't they don't do want you to be for, bigger than an organization they don't want to do the things that kind of can push other people like you know they have their picks they really do I don't think that and one thing I've seen one thing that they did for these other athletes they told us Ronda Rousey's story till we're blue in the face Dad, dad died. Had to, you know, this Living thing. They, they told the whole story. They stuff. went from there. McGregor, we know his story. Living he, he was broke. Homeless. You know, what I'm saying all this other stuff. We knew what was going on. Why aren't they doing the same thing with anybody else? I think that's the biggest issue, and that's kind of what we. I want to make sure that, you know, people's stories need to be told. If people's stories aren't told, we're not gonna. We're, they're not. They're well, not gonna respect. grow, and then our community. Then our communities won't end up. You know, uh, thriving. Exactly, and knowing anything about the sport. How, what do you think about? Well, I'm gonna say this: is that what Ronda and what Connor did, and what they did with them. Yeah, I've I've been in a similar spot back in the day. I was on season four of the Ultimate Fighter. Right, right. And right now, I'm still talking both two fine gentlemen. Name the other 13. The 13? On, no, that, on, that, the, season? on that season? I mean, you that's give me, my point. I say, you give me a second, I can do it. Right. I mean, no, you no, had no. Chris Slidle, you had Matt Sarah, keep you had um, um, Black uh, black Dude, last name right. starts with an S. Uh-huh. Uh, Spratt. Spratt, yeah. He yeah. had Spratt, yes. Pete Spratt. No, my point yeah. is, is that. I said, you give me a second, I'll figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. <laughs> but the thing is, is that when I was on this and they came out to see me, they came to Chicago to see me. Yeah. And I would tell people that what Connor did, I did in 2006, right. 12 years ago. Right. Chicago's the third largest pay per view market in the country. And they've never had a pay per view event here in and Chicago for is, some, until this right. year. Yeah, and the thing right. is, yeah, it makes is no that sense. I brought something to the table that they didn't know how to deal with or did not want to deal with. You know what it is? I think because they don't, they don't no. want to win, man. That's how they it's, win. Well, if they really want to win, they really want to get big, man. They have to do listen, that. Hoist Gracie, the first UFC champion, left. Right. To Bellator. He did. Randy Couture. Gone. Was getting big. And he left Bellator. Right. They don't want 
the athlete to be bigger than the entity. Right, but I'm, but I'm not talking about we we know we that's their big business. Right, they, no. that's the thing. I'm not like I said at the end of the day, all those other athletes, no, they doing those I know things. What you're, yeah, I'm leading into is that. The, the 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 athlete the MMA athlete of color right right they don't want and I I'm telling you this because I've been in that spot I've been in the very premise the very epicenter of what you're t- leading into yeah yeah they did not want to market me that's why I talked about the third mm-hmm. largest pay per view market mm-hmm. I have never had a sponsor from Chicago or a leaded direction from the UFC. So, so okay. So, how is it that? How could it be possible in that case? So, how can we? My question is, how can we turn it around? You know what I mean? Because I, I think is, that we need be? to. Yeah, can it be turned around? But man, dude, we. I mean, you have uh, Rashad Evans going on online, going on Ariel Hawani show. You know, talking about which I think is a great show. But mm-hmm. I mean, he he goes on there saying that he was the first time Woodley in the sense that. You know, he was going head to head with the organization and if the organization, you know, you can't do that because they're always going to win, which is true. But why is it that these type of guys, for instance, Rashad Evans, there's no reason why he wasn't a, the face of the USC at the time, you know? Now, yeah. granted, we've had other opportunities like with other guys like John Jones had the opportunity, but he kept on putting his own foot in his mouth or shooting himself or, 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 or sugar bug in his nose or whatever the hell else he had, yeah. you know, but uh it's because this is a sport that was not really designed for us to be involved with. Mm. I will say that and I will not bite my tongue. MMA was essentially the last great white hype. <laughs> okay. Everything that athletes of color have successfully achieved. Yeah, yeah. They've had to fight for because their bellies were empty. Right. They had something to strive for, thrive upon. You look at every athlete, for the most part, of any color. Right. In modern times, you don't know their stories. That, but yeah, that's what we're talking about. The we thing is, them. is that literally, they we were are we were and are still hungry. Mm-hmm. So okay, so in that case, how about yeah. this? How about this? Because obviously, the organization itself isn't going to do anything, right? No. Those no, organ- no. I mean, Bellator, I think... They're still I think, selling out. They yeah, selling I, out say, I think Bellator kill. does a better job, but... Yeah, but we, but we know that, you know? Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I was going to say, I think taking another angle, and maybe it's maybe it's a little more controversial. Not controversial, but just against it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Is we're going we're gonna to need somebody to, like, break through those barriers. Like, Whitley could, but sometimes he's a little too... Rash- the, we need somebody... The, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. We need somebody that, honestly... Is gonna stay at the top for a while and be that you know like be that I dude. Think we have a lot of guys that get there and Demetrius Jones. But, but that's what I'm there. saying. But know, we but have DJ fine. there. He's okay with doing his Twitch, being Xbox, and he's comfortable. But again, he I doesn't want to do anything else. Right. But that's the like, thing though. He's playing his Yeah. He's playing his stuff. He's doing his doing his own right. thing. Um, but I mean, so I'm, what I'm saying is somebody that is has a big personality. Yeah. Is brash. Like say a rampage. Say he say he was. Champion right, for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they would have no, the UFC would have no choice but to say he is our champ. Well, here's but the, here's the problem no, though. Go ahead, go ahead. The, the, here's the thing though. They they built they built and spoon fed McGregor people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they they're not looking at people like for instance, um, off the jump. If you saw, let's say, uh, John Jones come in the league, right? When we saw him, we knew he was going to be talented. 
They yeah. still made him go through murderer's row to get anywhere. Yeah. Look at TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw, for instance, and granted, different dude, different type of thing, but you right. know what I'm saying? They, they put those guys there that they want to be there. It's a fine um, placement. Yeah. I think what I think that needs to be done, I think, honestly, a big part of this, I think this is the black, the, the athletes' fault, too. We've oh, allowed that. I think they've Ooh. allowed people. I think they've allowed people. Look, you got Woodley on, online. They pacify him with he's, pain. he's bitching on TV. He's crying and Don't stuff like that. Thank you. Let, yeah, yeah. We can't mm. talk over each other, gentlemen. Go ahead, go ahead. Mike, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it sounds like crap. Uh, um... But that's the thing. You like you said, Woodley's out there bitching about everything. He, he he's on. You know, it seems like every time somebody does anything or gets any 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 better, we just continue. You know, just complaining, 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 as opposed to actually going out there one and performing the way you're supposed to perform. We all know. Granted, Woodley fought a couple guys that are a puzzle to fix. I don't know how anybody else could have fought him differently. I can't knock him for that. But at the same time. If you have those type of performances, you can't talk like you're knocking people's heads off right, right. because you're not. Yeah, we talked about it. Right, yeah. So that's one thing that he's always done. And that's why, for instance, when he complains, I'm like, dog, you, you, can, you can't complain because you're, you're not putting your best performances forward. You know what I'm saying? So we have to do a better job at that. Yeah. Go, one go thing ahead. I yeah, say yeah. he has a point about yeah, yeah. is the fact that I don't think Dana White should come on and say, who wants to buy a paper? Tyrone Woodley. Paper oh, but dude, Dana's that. a clown. We know Dana's a clown. At the same time, yeah. Yeah, yeah we know. We know Dana's a clown with that. Yeah. yeah. But Woodley is just good at that. He just he's he can he's one of those people that just he's one of those people that I feel like doesn't need to study for the exam, doesn't need to do any kind of research for his paper, and it'll just bullshit it the whole the whole right. thing until somebody comes along and says this is all bullshit. Like yeah. Joe Rogan did. Joe Rogan called him out on it. Like, yeah. All right, man. You're the champ, dude. Like exactly, exactly, and that's the thing. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have the show. You know what I'm saying? And that's the problem, man. These dudes aren't, you know, they're not doing. In my opinion, the biggest problem is, yes, the organization isn't doing anything, but I don't think these dudes are doing anything. I think Willie's out there talking too much shit and not, you know, performing enough, and he's also not pushing himself in a positive way. If he came off a little bit more humble with it, hey, do you think? Go ahead, bro. Okay. There's something I'm going to say to all the athletes that are listening and people who are fans are listening. Don't concentrate on the problem. Concentrate on the solution. Exactly. Now, when you complain, you, they hear you for a moment. In that moment. But they remember that moment. I've interviewed Tyron Woodley and I've interviewed his mama. <laughs> yeah, I interviewed his mama. Shoot, I know we've all heard her during the fights, though. And the thing is, is that when one thing I would say, I remember talking to him, and he's too nice, but can't tolerate the new politics. And the thing is, is that when you have a situation that he's in, when right. the your boss says, "Well, he set two records: most takedown defenses and the fewest punches punch thrown." Yeah, which is really jacked up. That right. he, like you said, Danny but, even opens his mouth. But considering the fact right. that he's fighting a yeah. former Abu Dhabi champion, yeah. and I get it, I get it. Well. Not everybody's going to come out there throwing a spinning wheel kick. I get it. A spinning back fist. Yeah. I get it. But high risk, high reward. And you're right. at the world class level. Exemplify the professionalism that people perceive you to be. Yeah. And I'm not sitting there saying that he's 100% at fault or 100% right or Danny's 100% wrong or 100% right. The fact is, be the president of the organization. Support your athletes if they make a mistake and 
outside behavior because you don't hear Roger Goodell talking about uh, what's the quarterback from Philadelphia Eagles versus uh, uh, the Patriots. I don't know, brother. I didn't watch football the, this year. But what I'm saying, is I don't that, watch the NFL. No, I'll say that out loud. Right. But what I'm saying, even the Major League Baseball commissioner doesn't talk about the second place or the first place. Take a knee, damn it. Right. Subsequently, <laughs> be the president. Yeah. If you got something to say, talk at the press conference, yeah. but don't degrade right. your athletes. Because those are world-class. You know what's, it's, you're degrading your product. Exactly. And, and they are world-class athletes. Yep. You know what is tough about that, though? Is that's what, in a way, makes the UFC great, too, is that we are so, I say we, but, like, it's so transparent. Yeah. We have our the president out there. We know we can do a scrum with him. He's Absolutely. He's going to give us the 100% truth. Yeah. But right. he, he also, now that the UFC is getting to that point, yeah. he's got to, like, know that fine he's a line. fan like, he goes not, out there on some fanboy right. shit if, if McGregor goes yeah. out there and has a shitty performance you think he's gonna come and say nope. nobody wants to do that no, no that's no. what I mean like it's great that Dana does that but he also gotta yeah, yeah. you're right playing it, playing it fair. Like, he does you're right like, how, and, is, uh, how does he not come on and say that performance by DJ was the best thing ever oh dude or he, right. but here's the yeah. thing though I mean there's absolute biases there's absolute things but again I think what, I, I even think, with the announcers exactly you know, Cormier, 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 Cormier right yet. right Oof. And Cormier, honestly, let's be honest. If it wasn't for John Jones at this point in time, if Cormier goes up there and smacks up Stipe, like, honestly, yeah. at this point in time, I'm yeah. kind of leaning towards Cormier. <laughs> Dude, he'd be the greatest of all time if it wasn't for the whole John Jones thing and everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean... I think you should have goat ring. Yeah, you but, should have to qualify for yeah. that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, here's the thing. This is yeah. what, what needs to happen, and this is the topic that I know we're going to talk about more regularly. Yeah. But um, at the end, it's like why we're absolutely, and and that is absolutely one of the reasons I really want to do this, and I want to get you know voices out, and I want to tell people stories because uh, I don't think people are getting their stories told enough. So um, that gives me a kind of perfect time to segue into another transition. Uh, Each episode, we are gonna go ahead and give a shout out, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and tell tell stories to uh, these different athletes. So, um, with that being said, I'm over here trying to go through my notes like this. Like a little kid. Hold on. <laughs> Dude, man, I, I'm getting a hold of it. I'm getting a hold of it. Boom. All right. Um, so, we're always going to do... Uh, we're always going to do a prospect alert. Uh, the prospect alert is going to end up being um, pretty much it's going to be about uh, an athlete that we've pretty much researched, we looked up, and uh, man, this dude's going to be fire in the future. You know, um, they're already doing work right now, uh, but these are guys who have not made it quite into the big organizations, whether it be MMA, boxing, kickboxing, you combat, know, jiu-jitsu, whatever it is. I'm going to talk about colored. it. Uh, dude, no, I mean, black, just, just we're, 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 I want to give people a platform, man. Not just black, not white, not, you know what I'm saying? Like anybody, uh, you know, anybody who's actually out there doing it. I mean, am I going to, you know, if there's a brother out there doing work, yeah. absolutely. I'm going to give the brother precedent over everybody because we definitely need those stories told. But um, I definitely just want to make sure uh, we're, we're putting it out there, you know, just l- giving quality, quality, quality uh, athletes the love and the props that they deserve because uh, I know it's hard out here for you guys, man. So we're going to go out and give you some love. So the first one, man, officially, our first prospect alert uh, is going to be Andre Harrison. 
Uh, Andre Harrison is the 145-pound champ for the PFL. Uh, dude is a monster. He's uh, pro, pro Fight League. Pro no, Fight no, League. Oh, I appreciate you yeah, saying that, yeah, man. Yeah. See, shout out to the plug. We out there trying to make this happen. Uh, the PFL. PFL uh, Pro Fight League used to be the WSOF, World Series of Fighting, uh, owned by Ray Seppo. I think it's still owned by Ray Seppo. Do you guys yes, know? It's yeah. still owned by Ray, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoney, man, you know that dude, man. Make it happen, brother. Go ahead. Bring the, make, make a call, man. Get him out here with us, man. Uh, Come I'm, on, I'm man. I'm going to do some things. Give him a phone. <laughs> hey, All right. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm sure you could do it right now, too, man. But so for the first thing, really quick, I just want to do a real brief overview of this cat. Uh, he's 17-0. and 0. Um, He's undefeated in MMA. Um a lot of people are always riding the nuts of Team Alpha Male, which I'm gonna get on later on. The, like, hate to say it, guys, guys started rubbing me the wrong way, man. Hmm. Might be a little overrated. They're probably a little overrated, but it is what it I've is. Slowly come to that, dude. I, I've been saying that for a minute, fam. Sergio and I, we we agree on a lot of topics, but there's some where we disagree, which is good. He's always been on the. I don't know about the alpha male train. I'll be like, eh, maybe. Nah, I'm getting there. Man, getting dude. There. Um, so Lance, what was it? Lance Stevens? What's Lance it? Palmer. Lance Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lance Palmer, you know, everybody talks about him. You got, you know, people like Brendan Schaub and all these other dudes talking about how great he is. Granted, love oh. Brendan Schaub, but, you know, you're riding the wrong dude, some boy, kind of little fanboy from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's all right, Big Brown. We love you, bro. But, but you be fucking up. Uh, <laughs> so, but you talk about Lance Palmer and things like that. Um, so... This dude is a beast. He beat up Lance Palmer for the uh, WSOS uh, yeah. 45. Uh, it was at the time it was WSOS. Was okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, champion. Um, he's he's a monster. Um, he's not new to being a uh, just the uh, the champ for uh, PFL the PFL. Um, he also was a Titan FC champ. Uh, a couple other small organizations. Um, he was a uh, he was a uh, an All American wrestler as well. So same dude has a great well. same JUCO as Chris Weidman. Exactly same, same JUCO as Chris Weidman. So I mean we already know that's like legit dudes. He's out of he's from uh, from Long Island. With John Jones too. Uh, or I'm sorry, New York. Yeah. No, so, no. I don't know. He might have gone to that somebody one. I'm not sure. Somebody Nassau. else. Yeah. Somebody There's else. A lot there. of people went to Nassau. They yeah. Like a, yeah. But hey, but that being said, man, that's our prospect alert. Um, really quick, uh, I want to see what you thought about the fights and stuff that we yeah. watched from him. From him, uh, he he looks legit. I mean, he's one of those guys. It's tough because when you're not in the UFC, people don't give you the credit you deserve. Right, right. Until you get there, like you yeah. just look at somebody like Gaethje. He came yeah. in and scuffed Michael Johnson. Yeah, he did. Honestly, but he then he got murked. Yeah, yeah. So we're not yeah. even getting that. So you yeah, no. But his style is so different from Absolutely. this guy, and this guy looks like a monster. He looks a, he looked a little st- a little stiff and like this stuff yeah. probably work. He's still young because he, he's a wrestler. Yeah, I think but, he's only 28, 28 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, he can grow. As big as strong as he is, yeah. he gets people problems. Like we we all agree, Max Holloway is probably top three. I think t- I honestly I think pound, yeah, top yeah, three yeah. in the world, like, pound yeah. for pound, he's Max Holloway, guy, absolutely. Have, Sergio has talked about Max Holloway for five years now. Yeah, five years, and I've been. Eh, eh, eh. Dude, Max Max is the truth for a while. We love Max Holloway. We love Max, but if he got over to the featherweight, who? Like, who, who besides Max would you not say this guy has a good chance of it? He can, hey man. Well, I will say I was talking a little bit of trash about Lance Palmer, but uh, you know what? He's a legit wrestler with legit power. Yeah. Um, he looked, he and, and, and he looked huge. And again, he, 
um, other organizations are not uh, giving the same by love. Usada, exactly. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He had a little Mexican but, supplements, yeah, yeah. you know. You never know. He could have been out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shorty, you know what I'm saying? The same. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's from. These guys in other organizations look like superheroes. Oh, man. Dudes out there looking like Black Panthers. Yeah. I Hey, no, but look, dude is legit. Here's the thing I will say. Um, his wrestling is obviously legit. Um, he he stifled everything Lance Palmer tried to do, especially seeing how incredible Lance Palmer is at wrestling. You know, um, he dictated the pace of the fight. He has really good power. Uh, his countering ability, he he's really good at countering punches. Really quick, uh, quick with his hands. Strong. Uh, really strong kicks. Really powerful stiff, late kicks. Yeah. Uh, stiff teeps. Um, I would love to see him get with a a bigger team with uh just get some be- a better striking uh, i'd like to see him a little bit more fluid um if he was able to go ahead and i because here's the thing i think he's one of those guys that has the opportunity to have a fight he can he can fight like dj if he chose to he, he needs to do a better job i think of stringing things together but you see if he starts you know stringing it together straight uh, stringing his takedowns with his striking if he does those things i'm telling you man this dude fluid, exactly if he makes it more fluid, fluid together this dude can legitimately be a top guy in the world yeah it's tough to say he can yeah. get away with it in this i, I just i don't I have so much respect for fighters. I don't like to say in smaller organizations. Exactly. Those guys exactly. Then he's world class. Like too, no, no, no doubt. He's he world class. See, he's gonna have to be more fluid. Yeah. But I. But I will say this. Everyone always said Lance Palmer can come into UFC right now and do work at 145. Yeah, he dragged Lance Palmer, and if he can drag Lance Palmer, I'm be honest with you, I could. I only see a handful of dudes in UFC that could actually give this dude any 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 trouble. So uh, with that being said, man, uh, the dude himself um, is our Andre Harrison. You the man, Andre the Bull Harrison. I will say, uh, man, I wish we we need to get more creative with our nicknames, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm just give saying. Give me a call, gentlemen. I will help you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Please. Yeah, we need to get I mean, somebody. Because when you get you know, to the UFC, they're gonna take that away from you anyway. So, yeah. No. How the, many bulls the, are there? Yeah. Well, yeah. Animals. We, we have to. UFC. We have. We have to be more creative, guys. That's why there's only one Mr. International. That's true. That's true. That's you. And Jamie Stevens trying to take it from you for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I I sent him a a, a care package. Yeah. (laughs) Baby powder. Johnson and Johnson. (laughs) Slap yourself. It was one white glove and baby powder. Slap yourself, sucker. And he said that when he was going to Canada. He did. Until, he did. Until, say you, until you can get on the plane with no suitcase, you're not Mister International, <laughs> and have a change was, of clothes. Was, was speaking <laughs> of Mister International up. himself. Yeah, he does. But speaking of Mister International, um, each podcast we're gonna go ahead and well, as, as often as we can get the man himself here with us. Uh, we're I just dropped dead. He did. I appreciate feet, it. You know, know what I'm saying? I, I, he just I pulled a parachute after I landed. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do our story time with Shoney. Right. So what we're gonna do with this 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 little point of his uh, this dude Mr. International himself is an MMA legend. Uh, he like has been said, competing, Wikipedia, yeah, everything, all that. All of we got we got to get the show this man his props, and this is one of the things also we we gotta tell tell these people stories, man. This is somebody's story that I swear if the story was told years ago, who knows where the you know the game would be? Netflix, you know. 
what I'm saying? Oh, there it is. Exactly. Seriously. So, uh, um, with that, so each time we want to give show you guys a little love, let Shoney tell, you know, just give a little MMA, some, some, some background knowledge, a little bit of history, and a whole lot of fun. So, with that being said, here's our story time with Shoney. Hey, hey, hold up. Hey, bro, we got a time limit. I got you on this. All right, man. There you go. (laughs) Once upon a time not long ago, (laughs) I wore a gold suit on a UFC show. Let me stop. Let me stop. (laughs) Okay. So... Y'all know about that spinning back fist episode. It yes. wasn't my first. So, it wasn't my last. So real quick, just yeah. for uh, just for a little, you know, background information, um, Shoney fought uh, UFC legend, um, who I have so much respect for, uh, Matt Sarah, yeah, Matt, Matt the Terra Sarah, Matthew, beast. Matthew. I call him Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> that's his boy, man. That's his boy now. You know, we remember we met him out there, man. But uh, but Matt, Matt, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Call your boy. That's what you need to yeah, do. Cool. Uh, but. Um, they fought. Uh, what UFC was that? Thirty-one. UFC thirty-one. We're already we're on. We're about to hit two twenty-two. That was right. UFC thirty-one. Right, um, right, right. UFC thirty-one. Uh, Matt Sarah prospect. A lot of hype behind him. Uh, coming out of New uh, York. Abu Dhabi. Uh, champ. Abu Dhabi champ. He's just incredible jiu-jitsu player. Yeah, has he has his own gym. Has, has his own gym. Yeah, two, a few yeah. of him in uh, in New York at Long podcast. Island. Yep, has his own podcast. Uh, UFC undisputed. They said they're doing their thing. Yeah, he um, yeah he's he's great. He's great, and he's a really really awesome dude. You know, we had an opportunity to meet him one time. He's really cool. Really yeah. fucking cool. He's a lot of pasta. He, yeah. He's he's Italian. He, he, super he Italian. He he knocked out George St. Pierre. So with all that being but, said, yes. Shoney. Mr. International himself knocked him out in the third round of their bout with the spinning back fist. Was it nine seconds left? Nine seconds, yeah. It was like at the end of the fight, it was the first spinning back fist knockout in UFC history. So with that being said, but we're going to say that one more time for you. (laughs) The number one, you got drunk kids at bars throwing this stuff. They don't know where they got it from. They got it from this man sitting here with the top hat himself, Shoney Carter, out of Chicago. Spinning back fist. And Speedo. Yes, Indy Rock Speedos, and thank God those are banned from the UFC now. Thank God. Dude, first time I ever met this kid, he was rocking those. But, again, with that being said, please continue, sir. I just want to give a little background info. All right, so I ain't going to talk about Speedos and Sergio. I got a pair for him for his birthday. (laughs) So, okay, y'all know about the UFC spinning back fist, and yeah, I did it again on Ultimate Fighter 4. But listen. Let me give you the fallout, the backstory. So I didn't know who Matt Sarah was, and I didn't really worry about it because ain't no ain't no fight tape on the streets on who's about to mug you. <laughs> so ain't no weight divisions either. So I I trained with old man Dean Delessandro. He was my conditioning coach. Right. And I didn't even grapple for that tournament. Beast. I mean for that fight. So That's essentially, Dean's old school MMA also. That's right, history right there. Right. Yeah. So literally. Dean had me running sprints up and down this hill, carrying a sandbag. As he uh, get to the top, he kicked me in the stomach or punched me in the stomach. So that this was, is this is prior to the prior fight. to the fight. Okay, cool. And so uh, I missed my flight. Ironically, getting on the trying to get to the fight, I'm skipping ahead in a lot. Well, right before that fight, a week or so, Dean was still whooping my butt. So I, I I was tired that day, and I got on I got to the plane late. So I got another flight. I land, I run into BJ Penn, or Baby J, Baby J Penn. The prodigy himself. And he was doing his MMA debut. I knew who he was, and he was telling me, brother, they want me and him to fight. Him and me and Matt Serra to fight. I'm like, who the hell is Matt Serra? He's that dude you fighting. So, 
he said, you want me to show you some footage? I'm like, no, it's too late for all that. I got him this week. Don't worry about it. I'm in the limo because I had BJ give me a ride to the venue. So in that time, I go to the workout room. I run into Dan Hendo. And so I said, he said, you want to roll? I'm like, yeah, let's see what you do. He tried to do something. I hit him with an arm drag, but he got away because it's Dan Henderson. Long story short. So we go through the fight. Shebang, shebang. I hit him with the spinning back fist. Um, <laughs> now, listen. I am, I bump into a bunch of people in this. I run into Carlos Newton, and he's talking about what I get. Wait, wait, real quick, real quick. Yeah. When you hit him with the spinning back, right. like, was this, did you like plan it? Or it was Hell just no. like, you know, you just. It's just, ain't, ain't no rules in the street. You just <laughs> I, I, actually, I watched it and saw it on Samurai Sunday. That's when funny. they used to play those martial art movies on Sundays on Channel 66. So Chicago. was that the first time you ever threw one in a fight? No, no, no. I've thrown it before, but I don't practice stuff like that because I can't spar with my training partner to throw a spinning back fist. Bullshit, like, you hit me with one. Okay, well, that's because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like my little brother. You know, shout out. I'm trying to train. <laughs> so, essentially... The week of Carlos Newton is trying to, he's bugging me about, Shawnee, where do you get this, where do you get your golden gloves? I'm like, what? Where did I buy my gold? Shut up, Carlos. You stupid. <laughs> so I said, like, you're on suspension. So literally the fight week goes on. I do the weigh-in. I ain't even, I ain't even seen him because he's real short. I was like, oh, there, there he is. So literally I knock him out, right? Right. Wait, wait, you knocked out Carlos Newton too? No, no, no. Carlos didn't want none. I, I flicked the double jab and hit him in the chest and, and then stopped at his face. How about I say, you're like the original crazy horse out <laughs> there knocking dudes out in the back in pride. No, no, I was just playing with Carlos. He can't punch his way out of a wet paper bag with hammers in his hand. <laughs> anyway, so I was drinking a lot of water because the lion's den was in my dressing room. This is before the cameras, right? And so You know, lion's den when it was Rampage what, and, and this big Trey and all those dudes. And uh, Guy Mesger and all. I'm like, Ken Shamrock. All lip, right? So they were the, we were sharing dressing rooms, and so I'm sitting in that in that satin and silk suit, and they were taking up the whole room on work on warm ups. I'm sitting there kicking and chilling like a villain. So I said, "Hey Brian, man, it's time for us to go because they're gonna act funny. They gonna let me get a warm up." So I actually went into that fight with no warm up at all. So I get to the cage and I'm rocking the black fedora with the with the Paisley on Paisley. And yes, I still have their suit. If y'all see me on where are they now? So literally I had to pee. Drink, I had to pee real bad. Acting like well, I, I I'm like <laughs> acting like I'm stunting like you want another drink? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we're yes, right. we're drinking. Yes. Right, right. So the the intoxicated. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. So literally Sorry, man. <laughs> I was drinking a lot of water before the fight. And so I had the cup on with them speedos on this real tight. And literally I go to the cage having to pee the whole fight like one of them two racehorses holding it holding their pee to in line. You had to piss that whole fight? The whole fight I had to pee. And I was mad because I was scrambling on the mat trying to hold my pee <laughs> and trying to figure out That's two different a, things. Well a Google plotter and a hey man, plotter. At least you didn't go boo boo. Oh yeah true, true, true. <laughs> So what was that? Was that your well? Yeah, your well went boo boo on somebody. Was a girl did. And the problem is, man, she kid, yeah, yeah, she did. Hey, man, you, if you, 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 oh man, she, I she, yeah. you, you, that yeah. fight that 
You had a yeah, Ferrari. man. I used to have a number. Felice had. She can't. Dude, I got pictures. I got pictures. I told. Dude, I told. Uh, I should have. I acted like a fanboy. I, I told like I this know, man do that. I told him. Fucking manager came on a sucker punch. Yeah, he yeah, came yeah. out of nowhere and can't punch. stand. Put him out there. Talk that talk. I, 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 tell, I, I, tell her. Tell, tell her right it, here. Tell her right here. If I you hit her in the DM that night, I didn't get anything. She hit you back. What she did at me in a comment. That's what's up. That's what's up. She got a boyfriend now. Are you sure? Hey man, tell Felice if Felice is single, man. What Felice, would you, you remember? <laughs> Demetri- no, no, no. It was Ben Henderson versus Josh Thompson. Yes, it, yes, was. it was. And yeah. once we again, yeah, Ben Henderson yeah, squeaked out another win. He's not. He's not my favorite. I don't like Ben. I like Ben. Ben, I like your ben. flowing locks. Please love Ben. Right. Squeaked the, it out. I was pissed. I was on my knees almost, and she just she kept knocking me. She kept knocking my chair. She comes up to me after the fight. Did you want him to win? I was like. Uh, That's the entry she, line. Uh, she, yeah, she knew what she's doing. Dude. She had it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I wanted him. Who are you? What's your name? What are you guys doing? Yeah. Um, nah, instead of that, I said, aren't you guys going to be on the uh, Ultimate Fighter in like three weeks? He's like, yeah, we're going to start that. I was like, damn. Yeah, this is when she was anyway. going to be on the Ultimate Fighter. I, anyway, hey, time out. Yeah. I, I love how, I love how uh, Shoney's story time turned into all of <laughs> yeah, our story time. <laughs> That was a great night. That was a great Thanks night. Thanks to this guy. Thanks to this guy. Hey, hey. hey, hey, that is a story. You know what? The, yeah. You missed the part about me and Nick Ceremos getting into it. Oh, dude. No. But, okay, so continue. <laughs> so, show here. We, we run all over the place. Oh, Got to bring you back. So, <laughs> check it out. So, um, you just knocked out Matt Serra. Right. Right? You knocked having him out. Pee. Well, you haven't. You had to pee the whole time. I'm you knocked Matt Serra out. Yeah, you're, you're not in, in the, the cage. Wearing the Speedo still. That, thank God, it's banned now in the UFC. Thanks, um, Dennis Holman. Yeah, thank Dennis Hall, man. I'm think that's Asshole. one one of the great best things Dana White has ever done. Um, is ban those things. But okay, <laughs> so so real quick. So now you knocked him out. Right. Now he said it's the aftermath. aftermath. So what happened with the aftermath? So Tell I'm me. walking up the runway because the story to... has two minutes left. Right. So I'm I'm walking up the runway and we they want to do it right after the fight photo and I'm like I gotta pee. Y'all gotta wait. And so they're like, but I said, I, I'm going to go pee. I'll be right back. I'm walking. Nick Sarah, I don't know who he is. He comes walking. Do you know who you just beat? You know who you just fought? I'm like, whoever he is, I'm sure he'll be a, he'll, he's going to do big things in the UFC. But right now, I got to go pee. And you need to hold that thought. I'll be right back. High pressure system, a little bit of time. A little bit right. of time. So, <laughs> I run up to the bathroom to go pee. Yeah. And then, you know, I pee, shave, and shower. Not in that order. But, you know, I shower pee and get dressed uh-huh. and I come back down in the hot new uh, c- cream suit it's on my Facebook page and profile picture right right that's the picture that you see you don't know the backstory oh, on that shit. picture that's crazy and so they get they saw me and they said I took the photo for the magazine and Nick said I said dude step off these are these are these are Tony Lama cowboy boots <laughs> I thought sidekicks so <laughs> so, so afterwards it, it is day, man. twice almost that night that's hilarious <laughs> That karate dude. So there it is. Who should have been second kid. Th- there, there it is. There That's going to be our, f- our our first wrap up with the show. Love you, Felice. <laughs> I got that picture with you and me that, hugged that's up. A- that's our first story time with Shoney. So we never know where we're going to get. We It could be, it could hit. Some days it could hit. Some oh days it God. could miss. But you know what? It's always going to be entertaining. So oh, that's going to be a story time with Shoney. Got a bunch Shoney. of them. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Hey, look, with that being said, um, I, I want to move on to the next thing. Um, I always want to make sure we're hitting current events in the just not just the sports world, not just current, you know, uh, combat sports, uh, but in anything. So if anything we can think of, we want to sit down, we'll bring them up. Uh, but a couple things we, we um, this week we're going to start off with. Uh, it's just kind of kind of be rapid fire. I want to get your guys' thoughts on it real quick. Yep. And uh, then we'll move on to the next one. Uh, so first thing. You you guys hear about what's going on with uh with the the beef with Danny Cormier and Gus and everything? You guys heard about that? No, what happened now? You want to you want to tell us about it? I mean, it, it to me it seems it's a little corny because Gus honestly is not the best at it, but he knows yeah. what you have to do with the current state of MMA. Right, so right. He's been trying to get in where he fits in, but he's been kind of left behind because he hasn't done it until now. But he's telling people how is DC going to do this because. It's like heavyweight. How's he gonna move up? I'm here. Let's right, do this. right. But it's UFC history. So, but no, wait. right. So, do you think there's a? So who do you, who do you think is just out of pocket with this? I mean, do you think Gus should have came at first? First, first of all, I'm be honest with you. Right. I would love to see Gus fight Rockhold because that's how it first started. Oh. Gus talked about, hey, Rockhold, you think they can hit hard? You should see how it works up here with the big boys. Ooh. All that nonsense. You know, I would love to see those guys. I, I, that's to say, Rockhold, if he was winning, if he was supposed to win this fight, he was supposed to win this one, win versus Whitaker, and then go up to 205. Right. A Aside from, aside from Gus, I think it's in a cakewalk for him at 205. But he's Gus out of pocket, man, hitting, picking on dude after getting knocked, getting his head clean knocked off. If you don't walk, if you gonna talk to talk, walk to walk, and what, Gus is walk to walk. No, Gus, I, I, Gus I get, whoops everybody's ass. That's what I'm saying. Because I mean, I personally think Gustafson beat uh, JBJ that day. I do too. I do too. And I do too. We'll get I on look that at book it, later. It's like this: ain't no weight divisions in the streets, and, <laughs> and I'm gonna keep saying that. If you gonna sit there and, 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 and bump them gums, no matter what weight division you is, right? I wish a little 125 pound man would come talking trash to me. I wish a heavyweight would come talk trash to me. I tell you what, I start off knocking out the heavyweight. And then I'm gonna say, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna strangle me a little 125 pound man. I ain't got no weight division restrictions. So would that be all right? So you think uh, it's cool? You, do you, do you like the shit talk? I like it if they're on the same card. I think if they're on the same good, card, it's uh, good shit talk. Good promotional. Uh, yeah. Push. They need cool. to get better at talking sh- shit though, cause they, they kind of dry. I do seminars. You gotta be more, but you know what? I think it's stay in your lane. Right. Don't talk shit if that's not your thing. Right. You Go to the barbershop and hang out on the west side, the south side of Chicago. <laughs> You'll yeah. learn. Yeah. Oh, you gonna learn? Yeah. Hey man, you're right. <laughs> that's the thing, man. They don't have that, man. They'll, if you you can talk spicy if you're used to talking spicy, yeah. but most of these dudes aren't used to talking like yeah, that, quit, so quit I don't push them to do it. Quit getting them Saturday Night Live. Uh, writers to write your script, but that's why we gotta tell these dudes stories, man. Yeah. Right. All right. So we cool with that. Um, Seven eight nine quick, seven zero oh, thirteen forty six. The next, the next uh, current event. I don't know I if teach. you guys just heard. Uh, former Bellator champ, um, who uh, went to uh, Will Brooks. Remember, who was at the UFC. Oh, yeah, yeah, Will. Uh, Will just got cut by the UFC. Yeah. Um, after a salty ass run with the UFC, yeah. he lost like all three fights and got porch when he got here um he got a little bit of a push he got a push um, because, because because he was, he was a champ was. yeah exactly because he was a champ um, that's but, the thing that i kind of talk about they get the push and some people just 
Don't but you know it. what, man? They That's push cornballs, though, I man. I know, I know, I know. Dude is a cornball, man. He can't. He has. He has no, no, no charisma, no, no. nothing. When Melvin Gallardo's out there with blonde hair, yeah. knocking looking fools like, out, they like didn't give him a push. Then Melvin Gallardo get to the top. But they say they didn't give him the, a push the though. Tender fight, exactly. Man. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. But back to real, real quick, real quick. Will, Will yeah, Brooks, tough. he got cut by the UFC. Um, did you guys hear he's going to fight for the Pro Fight League? He's moving to go into the PFL and fighting okay. in their tournament. Um, how do you guys feel about one? Do you, how do you guys tournament? feel about the lightweight? No, yeah, yeah, the, the lightweight, lightweight tournament. Yeah. He's fighting there. Um, how do you guys feel about the PFL actually doing a tournament style uh, thing? Uh, and also, how do you feel about him going there? What do you think his chances are? I love the tournament style. I do too. I, I did it. Yeah. Hey, I think it builds character. Cool. What do you think? No, I love it. I, I listen yeah. to Chell a lot. I love what Chell thinks about it. He thinks it's there's no there's nothing else to say. You don't have to talk crap in that. You're as natural as you can. If you win, then the organization pushes you. Say. There's, yeah. You know, I grew up in the in the fighting business. I as many I fought as many six seven guys in one night. Yeah. So. And that's why you wear a top hat. That's why I wear a top um, hat. Like- <laughs> Speedos and kilts. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the, the, the new generation of MMA athletes needs to learn the hard ways of doing it. Because right now, most of the MMA athletes are still learning how to fight on TV. So, yeah. Yeah, his right. job is, 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 you know, on OJT, on-the-job training. Right. So... Knuckle up, sucker. I mean, I'm glad they learned to have to fight more cool. than one fight tonight. Um, do you guys think he's, he can win the tournament? You know what? He has the tools. Well, let's see how that cardiovascular stamina. Yeah. I, I, my question is, look, I think he can win the tournament. I think he should win the tournament. My concern with him is how is his confidence after that? He got right. dragged when he got to the UFC. Is this an opportunity? Is he going to rise from it, or is he going to shit the bed? That's my question. You know, they got kicked out of the UFC and said, "All right," and they switched up things. They rumble it out, and then they get back to it. Look at Rumble. Rumble went out there. He he took his L's. He came back a monster. And I don't know if you guys have seen Rumble recently. That dude, if he comes back to fight, I'm terrified for who he has to fight. Oh, yeah, true. Here's something. I'm gonna give you some strategic advice. If you can't advice. get to the first round, it doesn't matter. Right. Here's the first thing: tournament fighters. Your job is to knock the first one out. Fast. You have to, but it's not all in one night though. That's oh. not how they're doing it. It's not a tournament like that. They, oh. They'll do it's like it's this right. throughout the whole year. <laughs> Cupcakes and cookies with caramel with a strawberry on top. There, <laughs> but at least you know who you have to fight. At, at the end of the day, I mean, I like it. I think you know. And here's the thing: that's how the ranking system actually works. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I remember uh, three fights and and that, in the street. No, I'm glad that who deserves more, man, who safe. deserves this who jump too is. You beat him, I beat him, we beat each other. That's I how it should you. be. That's who. That's how it should be. That's why this money exactly. Yeah, the that's Pythagoras exactly theorem it. of uh, MMA. Man, dude, that's why this this money fight is crap, man. That's this money pride fight pride stuff like that, and that's exactly pride made pride the fights that count. That's what made the UFC what the UFC that's what, was. That's what everybody rising. fought. Yeah. You're fighting the rising. Yeah, when? Uh huh. Better be got some rising gear. Right, dog. I got you. Got that Russian gear. You saw uh-huh. it, right? Oh, that's what's up. Breaking right. news. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, next up, John Jones's manager says there's a 95% chance he will be back this year. What percentage do you give John Jones this coming back this year? F-I-D-E-E, F-I-D-E-E. Fitty. Fitty percent? Fitty, fitty. Fitty, fitty. What do you got? Until his manager says 100, I say zero. What what makes him say 95 instead of 100? There it you know is. What I mean? There it is. I, mean, I know that sounds crazy, yeah. but like, there is, there, look, why is there, I'm going to say, you're that sure? Yeah. Say 100. Yo, I'm telling you here, 
there is zero percent chance that big cheating asshole gets back. And I'm gonna Somebody call it out now. Shadow box yeah. in his garage. Bro, look, I hate to say it like this, man. You look if if, 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 if it walks in his garage. If it walks like a Wait. duck, it's quacks like oh, a duck, yeah. it's a duck. Yeah. This dude has done grimy stuff. And I he's been this. caught multiple Shadow times. And DC scuffs. And, and, and dude, DC was scuffing him. He keep calling me, dude. Rocko. Dude, I'm be honest with you. Rocko scuffs. Rocko scuffs John. I don't, man. He's over. He's done. It's been too long, man. Wait a minute. I'm still just disturbed by the fact that he put a video of him shadow boxing in the garage. Yeah. And because that dude don't want him in the gym no more, man. That dude's not working out. Look, man, until that dude proves to me that he can stay out of trouble for like a couple years, dude, I can't give, I cannot continue sitting there giving this dude his back, man. It's ridiculous. We cannot give him his props. 0% chance. He's a clown. One of the reasons, too, that the UFC is scared to get behind a black athlete. If John Jones, this is like, your fault. That's why I never they, want you to fight again. Hold up. They, they shouldn't have been afraid of me because I've passed every drug test. Yeah. But as the <laughs> as the grandfather of MMA, you are you are the guy. I'm gonna tell you something. Like the James Brown. Listen, I just keep going. Listen, y'all need some y'all some, y'all need some career guidance and some life outside the cage <laughs> guidance. Give me a call. 708-970-1346. I want to help y'all out. Yo, and really quick, guys. Um, Man. Don't shadow and, box in your garage. And you know what? I need to ever <laughs> and videotape it. Ugh. That's it, Talk man. About his comeback, comeback season. Shadow box in the backyard, homie. And John Jones <laughs> at the beach. <laughs> Take your running to the gym. Go to the gym. Straight up. Run backwards up, up a island or something. I don't know, man. Hey, John Jones, fly me in, dog. Fly me in. I drive for <laughs> Lyft. I, I'm, I'm my own boss now. I'm a Lyft driver. <laughs> you guys are wild. <laughs> well, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. With uh, all that being said, um, oh, uh, really quick, I want to bring this up, and uh, honestly, this one, um, I honestly don't even didn't even I wasn't really even gonna hit on hit on it at first, uh, but I just wanted to bring it to light just because, um, and again, guys, this isn't up for like debate or anything. Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up. Um, just because I think it's uh, in- interesting and important. Um, the, I don't know if you guys heard about the first trans woman that is uh, gonna fight in MMA. Um, I have to commend the whatever the organization, the fight sanctioning bodies for doing that. For You're being about, you know, uh, progressive enough. Yeah, uh, and uh, I guess this fight's happening in a couple months in Brazil, I believe. And that's honestly, that's the only one. The young lady's name is Anne Variato. So it's a jujitsu no, player. No, so, no, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, but I'm not talking about it. I just want to say it's pretty okay. dope that you know, okay. like okay. it's being progressive. The closer it comes, we'll kind of break that down. Right, um, right, right. All right. So, check it out, man. Honestly, with that being said, uh, we're gonna start bringing this episode to a wrap. Uh, a fajita. <laughs> um, so, uh, real quick, man, um, before we finish up, is there any last uh, closing thoughts you got for uh, this episode, the show, whatever you think? You want to say something about it? Closing thoughts? I'm just yeah. Looking forward to continuing this, getting it going, getting people in the spotlight who deserve it. Uh, and seeing where 2018 goes, a lot of big fights on the horizon. I want to see, I uh, want to make sure that people get the recognition they deserve. Absolutely. Shoney, man, what you think, man? Thank you, guys. You go ahead, too. Well, it's too much to say, but, hey, I gave you all my phone number. If you want to learn more about MMA with me, come see me. You have my number. 
And I'm, I'm happy to be a part of this. I want to do more of this. This is fun. This is a new spin, a new perspective on how to discuss MMA. I like it. Yeah, man. Love it. Yeah, and guys, remember, um, we're this is um, we're gonna try to do these as often as we can. Um, we're gonna get them out to you guys. Um, thank you guys both for being here with me. Uh, remember, we're just gonna, not only we'll talk uh, sports uh, each each episode. It's gonna change a little bit. We're not just we're always gonna give certain props to people that deserve it. Um, but we're also going to make sure we talk, you know, just all combat sports, boxing, kickboxing. Um, there are a couple big boxing cards coming up that we're, we're you know, can't wait to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Danny Garcia is fighting Brandon Rios tonight. Uh, so we're all going to watch that a little bit. So um, uh, with that being said, um, this is a great opportunity to give people their, their right, you know, vibe and feelings and everything. And, uh, man, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Thank you again. Uh, with that being said. This is the Fight Podcast. We out.